0: I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fit the Mission. For a long time, the California Democratic Party has wanted to overhaul the state's health care system by kicking out private insurers and profit motives. Assembly Bill 1400, also known as the Single Payer Health Care Bill, was supposed to do that. That legislation would have created the nation's first government-funded, state-run health care system. But last week, it failed to even make it to the assembly floor for a vote. On today's episode of It's All Political on Fifth Admission, senior political writer Joe Garofoli talks to the author of the bill, Assemblymember Ash Kalra from San Jose. He'll ask him why he decided to shell the legislation at the 11th hour. First, let's hear more about the bill's significance from Joe. Hey, Joe.
1: How you doing, Cecilia?
0: I'm good. So... The term single-payer healthcare gets thrown around quite a bit.
1: Mm-hmm. What
0: exactly would it mean to have it in California?
1: Single-payer would mean that you pay no co-pays, no deductibles like we do in our healthcare now, and there'd be no health insurance companies. The government would take care of all that. But taxes would go up on employers and high-income earners in California. Supporters say, yeah, your taxes are going to go up but you will ultimately save money in the end because you don't have to pay those copays and deductibles and other sorts of things. Plus, every Californian would be covered.
0: So, you know, California has Democratic supermajorities and a governor who backs single-payer health care. Seems like this wouldn't be so tough. So why didn't this sail through? What were the arguments against it?
1: Uh, the key reason are those higher taxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the the California Chamber of Commerce uh, got about 120 organizations and, and was talking about how these taxes would be a job killer. Plus, the hospital and insurance companies were against it. And and so, you know, th- these are some of the most powerful and wealthy interests in California. This is a this is an existential issue to them and they were prepared to spend whatever it took to crush this. Plus, mm-hmm. every Republican in the state opposes it. They say, hey, if the state government can't figure out how to fix the uh, Un- uh, Employment Development Department or the DMV or or make high-speed rail a reality, how are they going to handle healthcare, which is about one-fifth of the state's economy?
0: So why might some Democrats not support the bill? It's not surprising that Republicans are against it, but what about democrats
1: well not all california democrats are the uh, super progressive types who live here in the bay area and los angeles Uh, many represent more moderate swing districts in california where they have actual legitimate republican opponents uh and if they were to support this their opponents will hit them with tv ads uh, saying they supported a massive tax increase which this is uh Single-payer has long been supported, though, by the California Nurses Association, which is a, a, a very loud uh, and, and powerful uh, organization that has the governor's ear. And it's also very close with Senator Bernie Sanders, who is the nation's most prominent advocate for single-payer. Uh, when uh, Gavin Newsom was running for governor in 2018, uh, he said he was for single-payer, which is a very unusual for a, a, a governor running for uh, in, in any state. And it was in part to get the nurse's endorsement. And that helped him beat out several other Democrats by showing his uh, progressive street cred, if you will. Uh, And the nurses, by the way, didn't just endorse Newsom. They drove around California with a giant red bus with Newsom's picture on the side of it saying that he shared their values. But when single payer came through the legislature this year, Newsom was silent. He was up for reelection. He didn't want to alienate moderates. And the nurses are calling him a flip-flopper.
0: So it's, it's not surprising that the political stakes of this bill were really high. And I think we're going to hear more about this in your conversation with Ash Kalra. Mm-hmm. But tensions were high, too, not only between Democrats and Republicans, but also between progressive Democrats and moderates. And for those of us who aren't really caught up in the, on the dynamics in the state legislature, can you explain these dynamics for us?
1: Yeah, well, for example, what, the nurses support single payer, but not all of organized labor which is extremely powerful in democratic state politics does that's because many unions have negotiated contracts that provide them with even better benefits than single payer can offer they say uh, then there's the progressive caucus of the california democratic party which is like the sort of the, the most it's the biggest uh, group within the state uh, democratic party and they told moderate democrats that if they didn't support single payer they might block them from getting endorsements from the state party. Now, this is, a, this is an election year, and not getting an endorsement could mean not getting money and other resources from the state party and, and other uh, left-leaning groups in California. Then there's Assembly Speaker Anthony Rendon. He's from Los Angeles. He was seen by many progressives as blocking single-payer the last time it came to the legislature a few years ago. And remember, Rendon's job as the top Democrat in the assembly is to make sure that Democrats stay in power. So he didn't want to expose uh, Democrats uh, who represent swing districts to take a vote on something that could make them vulnerable to losing to Republicans. You'll hear Ash Kalra referring to new legislators coming into the uh, to the assembly next year. Now, that's he's what he's referring to is he's hopeful that more progressives are elected. To the assembly in November, uh, and then they will be supportive of single payer. Now that's uh, that's wishful thinking because he's going to have to. He's wishing for at least you know double digits, more than ten. That's a big ask and a big hope.
0: And and tell me more about Assembly Member Ash Kalra. He authored the bill, and he was also ultimately the person who pulled it from a vote. What do we know about him?
1: Ash Kalra is a Democrat from San Jose, longtime supporter of single payer. And you'll, as you'll hear, he's a soft-spoken, measured type of legislator who's been pretty careful not to take cheap shots at his opponents, uh, you know, in in a very heated uh, debate here, uh, particularly against his uh, fellow Democrats who oppose single-payer. He saw how single-payer has gone down in defeat before in California. So, you know, prior to this vote, he spent months and months and months, almost a year before this vote, trying to convince his fellow Democrats, most prominently Anthony Rendon, the Speaker of the Assemblies, um, just to get a hearing on it and hopefully a vote before the entire Assembly. So Calra succeeded in part, he got the bill through a couple of committees, but when it came down to the vote before the whole assembly, Kalra realized he didn't have the votes and it, it wasn't even close. He told me he was double digits short of the 41 votes he needed to pass the assembly.
0: Well, let's get into the conversation you had with Ash Calra. now. You spoke to him while he was home in San Jose and you were one of the first people to extensively interview him right after the bill failed. Let's take a listen.
1: You've worked for months on single payer legislation. Uh, much of that work that you did was behind the scenes, talking with the Assembly Speaker Anthony Rendon and other key legislators. Um, ultimately, why did you decide not to put the bill up for a vote?
2: Quite simply, uh, we were far short of the majority vote necessary to get it through the state assembly. And I think it would have done far more damage. To put it up for a vote and to lose by more than double digits, uh, then to hold it back for now uh, and look forward to new legislators coming in that I think will dramatically improve the outcome, along with working with the handful or, or more of incumbent legislators we're going to need either way to get on board.
1: You needed 41 votes to pass, and as you alluded to, you were double digits short of passing. And those like furious last hours before you, you decide to pull the bill, what were legislators who were on the fence telling you why they weren't supporting it?
2: A general sense is that they still had questions and, and many of them you know, only vetted it over the last couple of weeks because that's when it got through the assembly housing committee. And so they didn't feel uh, that they were equipped with all the information they needed. To vote for such a substantial piece of legislation, even though we still we spent a ton of time with them, I spent a lot of personal time. Uh, many of the meetings, the nurses were in there, at least some of their policy folks, uh, and so we tried uh, working alongside the nurses to get the votes and. You know, we we just couldn't get folks to move to the uh, I column.
1: And Speaker Renan, who you've worked with for months on this, uh, said that what happened, uh, quote, indicates the immense difficulty of implementing single payer health care in California. He said, quote, nevertheless, I'm deeply disappointed that the author did not bring up this bill for a vote today. I support single payer and fully intended to vote yes in the bill today, end quote. Do you believe that Rendon was intended to vote yes on this bill, or is he just trying to cover his uh, flank on this one?
2: Oh, no, Rendon was definitely going to vote yes. Uh, and the fact of the matter is that the only reason why this bill made it as far as it did was because of the support of the Speaker and his staff. Uh, a lot of work had to be put in you know, since you know, the bill was held in April in committee. And when I held it in April, a lot of folks weren't happy, including the sponsors. But it was the right thing to do because the bill otherwise would have died in committee in April. And part of the understanding of holding it was so I can work more with the speaker's office um, to get them on board with the two-bill strategy to help us get the bill heard in the health committee and hopefully through the policy committees. And we were successful. And it took time to get there, but we got there. Uh, I think a better route is to continue to work with those legislators that I believe, you know, we can get on board and couple that with the new legislators Um, that will be joining us over the course of the next year. And I I believe that's the recipe for success.
1: Before we continue the interview, let me jump in here and explain what cholera means by that two-bill strategy he mentioned. The strategy was to introduce one bill, which outlined what supporters wanted in a single-payer bill. Then, once the details were fully negotiated, supporters would know the ultimate cost. Then they would pass a second bill to pay for it and put it before voters in a statewide ballot measure. Kalra told me earlier this year that the tax measure to fund single-payer probably wouldn't even go before voters until November 2024, which Democrats are hoping would be a friendlier electorate in a presidential year. More of my conversation with Assemblymember Ash Kalra after a quick break. I'll ask him about the backlash he faced from supporters of the bill for pulling it from a vote on the Assembly floor and what it will take to pass it in the future.
0: We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app.
1: Before the break, Assemblymember Ash Kalra mentioned how he worked with the California Nurses Association to get support for the bill. But after he decided to pull the bill, they accused him of, quote, providing cover for those who would have been forced to go on the record about where they stand on guaranteed health care for all people in California, end quote. They also said, quote, nurses are especially outraged that cholera chose to give up on patients across the state, end quote. Here's how cholera responded to that.
2: Well, I certainly didn't do this to give up on patients. And I think that even the nurses know because they had the same vote count that I did, that we did not have the votes to pass it. And so, ultimately, what is the best route to get the votes? Um, is it to um, alienate the the handful or so legislators that I believe we can get to the yes column, or, uh, or continue to work with them um, beyond the couple weeks that we were uh, working with them to get to get them on board? Uh, I it's a difference of opinion. I have great respect for the nurses and their opinion on this, uh, but. I believe that the the decision uh, that I made is in it gives a, it gives a greater likelihood for single payer healthcare eventually passing in the assembly.
1: Someone who sat on the sidelines in this debate was Governor Newsom. Uh, Newsom got the endorsement of the California nurses when he ran for governor in 2018 by promising to support single payer. And and, and uh, we've talked about this. The nurses drove a bus around the state with Nur- Newsom's photo on it that said, "Quote: Nurses trust Newsom." He, he shares our values and fights for our patients, end quote. Now, the other day, the nurses called him a flip-flopper in my column. Uh, what would it have meant for Newsom's support right now on single-payer? Would it have saved this bill?
2: Well, I, I I think not. I definitely think that it was harmful um, to distance himself from single-payer healthcare. care. And there's no doubt that I think we would have had better success and a better vote count, frankly, if there was support from the governor uh but that wasn't the case so we won't know uh but whether it would have passed or not i I can't necessarily say that i I don't believe we would we still would have gotten the votes but uh, it definitely would have made it uh, made the path smoother
1: is it is it just implicitly hard in the way the argument's set up for for people who want single payer in that you have to convince someone to sort of imagine what an entirely new healthcare system would look like. Is that, is that the biggest thing? Cause you're basically saying, okay, this is going to be totally different from what it looks like. And, and the business community wants certainty. It, how, what is the challenge in doing that? You've, you've, you've been doing this now for, for a, a year and, and and longer. What's the challenge in doing that?
2: Well, I mean, the reality is that the business community right now doesn't have certainty. They they have very little control. Um, when, Premiums go up double digits. And so the reality is that I think it'll be much, it'll allow for much more freedom for employers to get just a simple payroll tax, um, an understandable um, income tax for individuals, and a gross receipts tax that they can build into the cost of doing business in a way that they can't do for healthcare. The reality is that we have to find a way to reduce our costs. Right now, this year, it's, it's expected that our healthcare system is gonna cost over half a trillion dollars a year. Most of that is federal and state public funds. Um, $220 billion of it uh, come from families, and, from California families and businesses in the form of a health tax, which looks like premiums, deductibles, and co pays. And so, even the, su- the suggested tax, some of the early estimates are that it'll be far less. Than what we're paying right now uh and so it's hard to combat the you know the word tax but the reality is that we already pay the highest health tax in the world right now
1: and i think this the sad dark truth about this is that for many employers they feel they do have a choice under the system now and that is to if they if they feel that uh, things are too expensive now they can just not offer their employees benefits or to reduce the benefits that they offer. But if under a single payer plan, they would have be mandated to, you know, the to to pay this tax and they couldn't really get out of it. How do you answer that question? Which seems just intrinsic in the way the system is is built right now.
2: Well, right right now we're in a situation where employers that want to give healthcare to their employees are finding it more and more difficult to do so. Um, those, you know, like the, the Walmarts of the world that, you know, hire employees at 20 hours at a pop, 20 20 hours a pop, and that's why so many workers have to work two, three jobs. Uh, We're subsidizing Mm -hmm. healthcare for their employees. So ultimately, by subsidizing healthcare for some employers, the other employers pay the cost in terms of their premiums that have to go up. What we want to do is bring stability to our healthcare system. And um, a progressive taxation system allows for stability and predictability our current system doesn't.
1: Outsiders are going to look what happened this week and say, you've got a super majority of Democrats in the legislature. What needs to change for single payer to pass in California?
2: Well, we need more Democrats that are unapologetically in favor of single payer health care. Uh, and I think we're going to see that uh, in, the, in the months ahead, uh, certainly leading into next year. And we have to continue the education campaign. I do think that it's it's hard to go up against an industry uh, that has almost limitless amounts of money to distort and deceive um, voters and legislators alike. You know, and, and ultimately, we do we do need to get corporate money uh, out of our politics. I'm one of only two legislators out of 120 that, didn't, that doesn't take any corporate PAC money. I think that we need to increase that number. And that's why so I'm glad to see that there are a number of corporate free candidates running right now that have a very good chance of winning. and you know, I'm excited for that prospect.
1: So what is next for single-payer? Is there a chance you'll bring it up again later this year?
2: I, I don't believe that uh, it, until January we will have the ability to bring it back up again and have a much clearer picture of the support from the legislature, including the new members. Either way, uh, whether it was voted on or not on Monday, it was, it was going to die in the Assembly. And um, I'm incredibly hopeful that a new uh, wave of legislators will be enough to get it over the goal line in the assembly.
1: And you're banking on those new legislators who are coming in being more progressive, uh, certainly, and, and supportive of single payer. And you're confident that that may happen? Yeah. Uh, you you faced some heat uh, as we've outlined here for what you did with the, with the backlash you you heard from uh, from Rendon and the nurses. Would that discourage you from sponsoring single payer again? I'm not discouraged
2: at all from introducing it again. I, I think that with um, the new members coming online, many of whom are corporate free uh, progressives in favor of single payer health care, uh, I think we have a huge opportunity to push this forward. Of course, you know at the end of the day. If you know my decision makes it you know, harder for me to be the one to lead it, then so be it. My goal is to get single-payer health care in California. Um, whether I get credit for it or my name's next to it is not of concern to me. What's a concern to me is successfully getting the votes to pass it in the state assembly, in the state senate, and get it to the governor's desk.
1: Oh, which reminds me, if this weren't an election year, would this have been an easier vote for you?
2: I hope not. I I hope the fact that it's an election year doesn't have that kind of impact, but I'm also not naive to believe it doesn't.
1: Okay. Well, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And thanks for being on It's All Political on Fifth and Mission. Ash Kalra is the Democratic Assembly member from San Jose who authored the bill. I thank him for being on the podcast today. My column about the killed legislation is online now at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. This episode was produced by Cecilia Lay and the King, King Kaufman. Thanks for listening. And remember, no matter whether you support, single payer, or think it's a job killer, it's all political.